Welcome to the Kingdom Dream Chasers podcast, a podcast for women of faith in direct sales and network marketing who are ready to build thriving businesses with God, for God, and because of God. This podcast is for you if you want to learn how to work smarter, not harder. If you're ready to give up selling for serving, give up recruiting for inviting, and give up those spammy messages for true kingdom connections. Here, you will learn how to embrace your identity as a daughter of the king in network marketing. And as you do so, God will show you how to chase his dreams for your business. Your host, Gail Root, is a passionate kingdom business coach. She exclusively coaches women of faith in the industry to get results by building their business on kingdom values. With over 30 years of experience and landing consistently in the top 2%, ladies, this is her field of favor. Hit subscribe and meet us back here each week as we learn how to work from rest and build thriving kingdom businesses. All right, here we go, kingdom dream chasers. Hey, 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 kingdom dream chasers. All right, let's just pause for a second. When I say, hey, 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 kingdom dream chasers, do you identify with that? Do you believe it's true that you are chasing God's dreams for your life? You're chasing kingdom-sized dreams for your life. The things that God has put on because he's the God of the universe. He's the God of everything. He's the God of more than enough. He's the God of abundance. He's the God of provision. So if I'm chasing a dream, I sure hope it's his dreams for me. And guess what? They should be big enough to scare us in the flesh. Why? Because we could never accomplish them on our own. If they are kingdom dreams, they only can be fulfilled with him. They could never be fulfilled in our own striving, in our own strength. So therefore, we need to rely on him more than ever. And that my friends, is what his plan for us is, is that daily reliance. So when we say we're kingdom dream chasers, when I call you out, when I cast a vision for you and I say, hey, 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 kingdom dream chasers, do you believe it? And this is the crux of my message today. I have never been more convinced of one thing than I am today. There is only one thing that makes all the difference in your life. Only one thing. One daily choice. One choice, maybe hourly choice, but it is just one choice. This one choice affects your everything. It affects your marriage. It affects your relationships. It affects your finances. It affects your business. It affects your future. It affects your emotions, your health, all of its forms, your entire life, there's one choice. And that is, will I choose to live this day, this hour in the kingdom realm, or will I live this hour in the world's realm? Scripture is very clear. There are two realms, and Jesus came to bring the kingdom to earth. The only way God's people can prove his word, his covenants, are to live out, to be a living, walking, breathing testimony of his promises. So my choice today is, will I live this day believing what the world is telling me, 
anchored and rooted to the world, excuse me, anchored and rooted to what the world says about me, about how I should live, how, what I should think, how I should feel, or will I live in the kingdom realm where God says who I am and how I should think and what I should feel and when I should adjust my thinking? What will be my choice today? Because that choice will affect my health. That choice will affect my productivity today. That choice will affect every relationship I have today. Every encounter that I have today will be affected by that choice. My finances will be affected by that choice. And I'm going to give you three examples. I'm going to walk you through in marriage And that if you're not married, then just your most significant relationship. Think about that. So I'm going to walk you through in marriage. I'm going to walk you through in business. And I'm going to walk you through in identity. (laughs) Um, And I have a bulldog. His name is Baxter. And if you just heard him in the background, what he's saying is, excuse me, uh, mom, it's a very beautiful fall day and I would like to go outside. So, all right, I just let him out. Okay, real, real live Real, real life. Real, real life. Okay. So first, let's talk about marriage in relation to will I walk in the kingdom realm today or will I walk in the world's realm today in regards to my marriage? So in my marriage, the world tells me I'm entitled to have my husband perform in a certain way, behave in a certain way. Um, provide in a certain way. That's what the world tells me. That is not what God's word, 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 (laughs) that is not what God's word tells me at all. What God's word tells me about marriage is I am to respect my husband. And this is the amazing thing is God knows the fruit that will come from that choice if I obey him and if I choose to respect my husband, regardless of what my husband is saying, doing, behaving, providing, not providing, being kind, not being kind, being loving, not being loving, all of that is irrelevant. The world tells me that that's what matters. And it's a complete lie. What matters is what God says. And what God says is respect your husband because God knows what will happen if I do that. I'm not respecting my husband because he deserves it in some way because clearly I don't deserve many of the things, right? We don't deserve God's love, his unconditional love and forgiveness, but he gives it to us anyway. And so God says to me, Gail, respect your husband because he knows that when my husband feels respected, because this is how God created him, when my husband feels respected, he will long to be the man that is worthy of respect. But when my husband doesn't feel respected, an anger and bitterness will grow in him. And a desire to not want to love me will grow in him. He will want to withhold that love because he doesn't feel respected. And so the cycle will go in the marriage. One trying to be loved and one trying to be respected. And neither feeling the other is performing and doing the thing that they most want and need. Therefore, they withhold the thing that they most, that the other one most wants and needs. If you've never, if this is resonating with you and you've never heard of the book, Love and Respect, oh my, go get it. Dr. Um, I think it's Eggertson, like E-G-G-E-R-T, something like that, S-E-N. Okay, 
So, but here's the deal. Um, and, and God brought this to me uh, Saturday morning. I said, Lord, bring me a scripture. Bring me a scripture I haven't um, relied on in a while. I haven't brought forward in a while. Something that is not um, in the forefront of my mind, but it needs to be, Lord. Bring that to me. And, oh, he brought respect your husband. And I started to do a little bit of a deeper dive on it. And God was reminding me of why I am to respect my husband. It's not, um, it's not even out of, yes, it's out of obedience, but it's not. And and sometimes it feels like, whoa, I've just got to sacrifice all of my wants and needs and just respect my husband. I just have to be a doormat, regardless of what he says, regardless of what he does, regardless of if he's being a godly man or not, I have to respect him. Yes. Quit being a martyr, Gail. Get down from the cross. We need the wood. Get your back of your hand off of your forehead. Put your hand down and say, be a mature Christian and say, yes, Lord, I will follow your word because I know that when I obey your word, the fruit that comes from that will be a greater blessing to me than I can even comprehend right now. I will respect him whether he deserves it or not because you asked me to. I don't choose to respect him because he deserves it. I choose to respect him because that's what you tell me to do. And I know if I follow what you tell me to do, that will always bring bring more blessing than I could ever comprehend. And here's the truth. When a man feels respected, he longs to be worthy of that respect. His behavior changes. And guess what? He wants to love his wife. He feels more loving to his wife. He doesn't know why, but it's because that's how God wired him. Once he feels respected by the woman he loves, he wants to slay dragons for her. He wants to love her. He wants to provide for her. He wants to comfort her. And if you don't believe me, Watch and watch what, do it and watch what happens. So I can choose to listen to what the world says about my marriage, which is my husband should do this or that. I'm entitled to this or that. It should look like this or that. And that will get me resentment. I will feel resentful. I will be judging my marriage based on others. I will be rooted in what the world says and how the world operates. I will be drawn. My, my motives will be selfish and self-motivated. And that will always bear icky fruit. Do you know fruit can be bad? Fruit is not just what's good in your life. You have fruit whether it's good or bad. Whatever, however you're operating in your marriage is bearing fruit. Is that fruit healthy? Is it vibrant? Is it delicious? Or is it stinky and rotting? And do you keep trying to cut off the branch thinking the fruit's going to change? No, it has to change at the root. And the root is respect my husband. That will bear beautiful fruit. Is it easy all the time? Oh, no. But this walk is never easy, and this road is always narrow, but it's always filled with joy and promise because the Lord will bless every step of obedience. Okay, number two. Number two is business. What the world says about business is it's hard to make money. What the world says about business is if you're going to have a successful business, it's probably going to take over your life. What the world says about business is You have to spend a lot of money to make money. 
What the world says about business is you have to be this or that or look like this or that in order to be successful. In order to have a thriving community or team, you have to look like this or that. And that's all being rooted in what the world says about business. Even what the world says about direct sales and network marketing. Is that where you're rooted or are you rooted in the kingdom realm? Walking as a daughter of the king, as a kingdom entrepreneur in business, knowing that God is the provider of every resource financial resource, educational resource, personal friendship, community, relationship resource in business. He is the key connector. Once we get quiet and we listen for his guidance and we know and believe he is guiding us, because that's what his word says. So I'm living in the kingdom realm in my business. I'm walking as a daughter of the king. It cannot fail. Psalm 62, 6 in the Passion Translation, go look at it. There is no failure with God. None. Zero. There is no failure with God. But when I'm walking with him, I'm understanding that I'm in a different realm. There's no competition in the kingdom realm in business. There is only a heart's desire for others to prosper and for God to guide me so that I can prosper, so that I can draw others to me, which means to him through whatever product or service I'm offering. I want to expand my territory because I'm rooted in God. I'm walking in the kingdom realm and I want his promises to be a, my life to be a testimony to his promises. Deuteronomy 8.18 says that we were created to, with the ability to create wealth. We were given the ability to create wealth. Why? But there was a reason why. We don't just stop there. God always tells us why. And the reason why we were created with the ability to create wealth, given the ability to create wealth, is to prove his covenants, to prove his promises are true. I want you to ask yourself, how do the people around you know that God's promises are true? Let's say you have people in your home who don't really believe in Jesus. They're not really sure. Maybe they believe in God. Maybe they believe there's something out there, but they don't have a personal relationship with him. They're not surrendered to the level maybe that you are. And maybe sometimes it breaks your heart. Well, my question is, Why does your life give them reason to believe? And now that brings me to the third thing. The third thing is our emotions. So I said there'd be three, and I said I would give examples of choosing the kingdom realm in your day versus the world's realm, the world's way of doing things. So we're going to talk about emotions now. The world says, just feel your feelings and do what makes you happy. The world says... If someone offends you, you have every right to cut them off, be angry, flip them off if you're driving. That's what the world says. You're entitled to behave. If someone does something to you, you're entitled to be angry, even violent in your speech or in your behavior. You're entitled to get back at them. You're entitled to tell other people about it because it's their fault. They're the ones who did it. So basically, you're entitled to behave really poorly. 
if someone does something to offend you or hurt you or betray you. And that is nowhere in God's word. As a matter of fact, his word is very clear. He is justice, period, end of story. We are never to gossip. We are never to slander anyone, regardless of what they do to us. The world tells you that your emotions are driven by outside circumstances. You should feel happy if this happens, and you should feel sad if that happens. You should feel angry if that happens. And the kingdom tells you your circumstances matter nothing to who you are in your identity. And you can experience joy in any circumstance, in all circumstances, because you're rooted with the king. There is no failure. And anyone who offends you, usually it's the enemy trying to attack you. It's not even about that person. Now, don't mishear me. Are there, are there horrific things that happen to people? And we, a lot of us need counseling to navigate some of these traumas we've experienced in our life. Most people have experienced trauma, almost without question. If you've gotten to the second half of life, you have trauma. You have wounds. But are you believing what the world says about that? Or are you believing what God says about that? Are you believing he is the healer? He is the redeemer. He wants to use all of it for good. Are you still holding on with a bitter root of resentment that is just binding you to the earth, to the world's way? Are you choosing to say, regardless of my circumstances, I rejoice God is on the throne, regardless of what's happening in the world. I rejoice. I am filled with joy. How much of your day, how much of your emotions are changed and altered because of an outside circumstances? If you get a sale, are you elated? And if you don't get a sale, are you crushed and dashed and want to quit? Or do you remember God's in charge of your kingdom connections and your sales, and you're just here to continue serving? If you keep doing the daily activities, he will bring the outcome. But if we're going to be blown by the wind in every circumstances that come, where is the testimony of God's covenant and his promises in that? And lastly, I'll wrap up with this, a very personal part of this. So my husband, um, my husband loves the Lord, but he has doubts and fears and he doesn't trust at the level that I do. But can I tell you something? He's watching me. I see him watching me. I see him now start asking me why I'm responding or not responding to a certain thing that the world is telling him he has every right to be upset about. But God is telling me he's on the throne and I don't have to be upset about it. I need to maybe make a choice, uh, something to do or not to do, but I do not need to be upset and resentful and angry and hurt and bitter. The people in your life are watching you and they want, we crave proof of God's existence. Please hear me. We as humans, because God created us to have a longing for intimacy with him and many people don't understand what that craving is and they mistake it, mistake it for many other things. They, they think that they have a craving for power or for comfort or they think they have a, a, a craving for 
relationship or food or things. But the truth is that craving is a craving to have intimacy with the Lord because that is the only place we're fulfilled. And so when you have that craving inside and you don't know what it is and you mistake it for other things, but you start looking around and you see someone who is at peace. You see someone who has joy. You see someone who actually is living the promises of God. That is the most magnetic, the most attractive, the most um, drawing testimony we could ever have. We don't have to say or do anything to that person. We just have to live in the kingdom realm, in the truth of who God is. We have to make that choice again and again. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm telling you, there is not one other choice that's more important. Will I believe God is who he says he is? And will I act in that belief? Or will my actions look nothing like what I say I believe? So when you say you're a kingdom dream chaser, we are chasing God's dream for his people on earth. And his dream for his people on earth is that they are drawn to him, that they have the kingdom life and that they want, they are motivated by walking out their kingdom assignment, which is a going to be a great blessing to many and not be yoked to the earth to the world's way of doing things, which will always keep them bound and ineffective and discouraged and untrusting and afraid. So make sure you're in a community of women that believe that God is on the throne and that you can walk in the kingdom realm, in your business, in your marriage, in your health today. Because we need each other and we need community and we need support, but you need intimacy with the Lord and you need space to hear his voice. So here I'm going to say, and you got to choose to believe, go get him, kingdom dream chaser. Thank you for listening to the kingdom dream chasers podcast. It's not an accident that you landed here. So stick around. If you are blessed by the content, subscribe and join Gail weekly. There is nothing more important to her and her team than shares and reviews. So if you'd consider one or both, that would be awesome. Hungry for more kingdom perspectives on direct sales and network marketing? Gail offers free and paid challenges, courses, mentorship groups, and coaching programs throughout the year. They may be just what you have been praying for. And most importantly, Gail wants to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being ready to learn how to seek God first in your business. That's the hallmark of a kingdom dream chaser.